Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, welcome to America in 2023. Our Department of Justice, put that in quotes, the DOJ. Justice, huh? In a span of just a couple of hours, uh, past, what, 36 hours, uh, they've killed a guy, uh, they've lied right to our faces, and uh, we can all see a cover-up in progress. The, this wormy, weird Attorney General, Merrick Garland, just came out, and uh, I know this is inside baseball, but you know what? A lot of people are watching the baseball game right now. The Hunter Biden uh, hookup, that silly deal, uh, two misdemeanors, no jail time for uh, millions of dollars of tax fraud and who knows what else, uh, that was a corrupt deal. And we all saw it. The judge saw right through it. The guy who engineered it was David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware. The U.S. attorney in Delaware. They keep telling us he's a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney. No, he was actually appointed by the two Democrat senators. All right, this is the guy they wanted. David Weiss has just been elevated to special counsel status. Special counsel status. What does that mean? Well, one thing it means is... Congress is not going to be able to haul him to Capitol Hill because he'll be investigating, and the investigation is too important. Also, David Weiss should be investigated. Remember those tax whistleblowers who came forward? Those two guys, the great guys? Well, they said David Weiss was lying his ass off all the time. And and David Weiss is compromised. And now he's running the investigation. Merrick Garland takes no questions, makes this announcement on a Friday. This is a kind of... It's so old-fashioned. You think we're going to not notice because it's Friday? Uh, it's a different age, okay, pal? Uh, people uh, are on their phones all the time. It's not like we're not going to see this. Oh, no one's going to read the newspaper this weekend, huh? Uh, no, newspapers, that's that's out. We have this thing? Boy, I don't like this guy. What is a, What kind of democracy is it where our public officials make big, controversial announcements and walk right the hell out of the room? I mean, there's a podium there. There's a microphone. You have press gathered. Isn't that a press conference, like, in the making, right? A press conference? The Fourth Estate? The, the, aren't they the linchpin to democracy and all that crap? <sighs> all right. Hit it. Good afternoon. I'm here today to announce David Weiss as a special counsel, consistent with the Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. In keeping with those regulations, I have today notified the designated members of each House of Congress of the appointment. In February 2018, after being nominated by the former president and confirmed by the Senate, Mr. Weiss was... Just so you know, that's a lie, all right? That is, you know, he's being so technical that the, the aim is deception. I'm telling you, this guy has been appointed by Democrats, up, down, left, right, that was a courtesy by President Trump. You think he knew this guy, David Weiss? From He's from Wilmington. Keep going. Mr. Weiss was sworn in as the United States Attorney for the District of Delaware. 
Mr. Weiss had been a career prosecutor, having served previously in the office for more than a decade. All right, stop for a second. I mean, look, I just can't stand being lied to. I just can't. I need a little dose of truth from somebody other than me right now, actually. All right, because this is not my world. This is not the DOJ. I don't live down there. I used to, by the way. I used to live right next door to the FBI building in a catty corner from the Department of Justice. I know more about these people than most, but uh, I don't live there and I don't work there and I've never been a, a federal prosecutor. They seem to be a dime a dozen because they're always showing up on uh, every single cable news show all the time. There are some great ones. I really like Joe DeGeneva, former U.S. attorney. He was a boss. But here's a little bit of truth. Bill Barr, who goes around lying his you-know-what off all the time about Trump, about January 6th, on and on and on. He's a frightened man. But here is a momentary um, uh, unleashing of the truth by Bill Barr's big fat mouth. Cut 25. You just mentioned earlier that you don't believe in the weaponization of the Justice Department. That's something we often hear from members of Congress who are loyal to him after he gets indicted in these cases. I mean, does that undermine depart- trust in the department that you used to lead? What does what undermine it? When Republicans come out and say, you know, this is a two-tier justice system. No, I mean, I, I do think, I, you know, I, I do think that there is a double standard. I, I think it's sometimes, I think that the department tends to go far more aggressively after Republican or allegations of Republican wrongdoing than, than Democrat. And I've seen it myself. Stop. I've lived through it. Far more aggressively against Republicans than Democrats. He's seen it himself. He's the former attorney general. Never really got around to saying that while he was attorney general. How about that right there? They're hideously biased and not to be trusted. Now he's about to hem and haw. He's about to say, well, but there are plenty of good career prosecutors. He's got to say that. But there's a little bit more truth here coming. Keep going. Seen it. Now, it's it's not as pervasive as is represented. See what I mean? Uh, and, uh, you know, I, it's not automatic. And I, th- and I think there's still many, many great prosecutors in the department who can check their politics and be fair to whoever it is, regardless of their politics. But I do think that there's some political actors in the department. And I'm glad that Chairman Comer is conducting his investigation. Well, that's the part. He's actually glad that Chairman Comer, James Comer, is looking into the Biden family because his rotten ex-department the Department of Justice won't do it fairly, effectively. This is window dressing. This is a cover up. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on here with this new David Weiss thing, you know. And I know, oh, by the way, the FBI killed a guy this week. They killed a guy this week. Now, you know, you could say, well, wait a second. It was a justified shooting. We don't know that because the FBI hasn't said a damn thing about it. The FBI, you know, when the New York City Police Department Shot somebody, and yeah, that happened. I'm not talking about where a cop gets shot. Obviously, everyone everyone's going to find out everything. But you know, when a when the police shoot somebody, that's a big deal, and the public they need to know what the hell's going on, don't you think? After um, police shootings, controversial or otherwise, my dad, when he was police commissioner, within hours would tell everybody what they know. What's the secret? What is it? What, what, why not tell the public? I mean, we pay. This is our. They work for us. And there is an obvious. That's very serious. An instrument of the state took a life. Now, at 
they are authorized at times to do that. Justifiable force, deadly force, all that stuff that's in the law, they can do that. But we have to know. You can't just do that. Now, here's they shot a guy named Craig Robertson. They shot and killed a guy named Craig Robertson, a 75-year-old man who was more or less, what I'm told, confined to a wheelchair, who was shooting his mouth off all the time on social media, openly fantasizing about killing various Democrats. That is, I believe, against the law. It certainly is going to get you a visit uh, from the cops, okay? You, you can't be doing that. Um, and I do think it's actually a violation of the federal code. That to be, like, Chuck Schumer, you should have been arrested for that, by the way, for what you did to Kavanaugh. And this guy has all bunch of guns, which is legal, but he's posing with it, and, and it, it was troubling. So the FBI starts their investigation. They went to talk to him at one point, and, well, then they showed up and they shot him. They killed him. And they're not saying a damn thing about the circumstances. This is what the FBI says officially in the aftermath of the shooting. You ready? Of a 75-year-old man in his own home, the FBI takes all shooting incidents involving our agents or task force members seriously. Thanks, you think? How big of you? Then they go on to say the inspector division will be investigating and Given that there's a pending investigation, we will have no further comment at this time. That does not cut it, fellas. That does not cut it. Where the hell is the body cam footage, huh? Where, where, where is the press? Where, 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 there should be a, you know, in New York City, right? You think they would, they would tolerate that? Today, they would. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, you'd have the whole, you know, remember Marsha Kramer when she had guts? She still has guts a little bit. Remember Gabe Pressman? Remember Milton Lewis? Nobody remembers. Uh, who else was another good political? John Slattery from Channel 2. May he rest in peace. You know, you, you need a little bit of pack journalism here. Going for it, demanding answers. They don't have to give anybody answers. The Attorney General of the United States can just walk the hell out of the room like nothing happened. He just leaves Jack Smith each time he indicts Trump. He just walks out. Do you have those, by the way, the Jack Smith thing? I mean, who the hell does he think he is? He, these are the two indictments this summer, one in June, one in uh, July. <laughs> you just indicted the most famous man in the world. And you think you can just do that and not get any questions. Well, yeah, they do. That's how arrogant they are. Here's Jack Smith's special counsel right after he announced that the president of the United States, Donald Trump, would be indicted. The first one is in June. The second one is in July. As he wraps up the press conference, he just walks the hell out. Cut 29. I'm deeply proud to stand shoulder to shoulder with them. Thank you very much. Closes the book. There he goes. These women and men are public servants of the very highest order, and it is a privilege to work alongside them. Thank you. Why didn't you charge any of the other co-conspirators Hey, the, the press really sounds pretty aggressive there. Why didn't you charge another person? Hey, Jack Smith, wait a second. Where are you going? Where are you going? We got questions. Some democracy, huh? Keep hearing about what a democracy we have. And, uh, yeah, really, what kind of democracy refuses to take any questions after indicting the most famous man in the world? Jack Smith 
Merrick Garland, they run out of the room. No questions. No questions. How about questions over the proposed court date for Donald Trump, January 2nd, which I think is a federal holiday. He's supposed to go to court, go to trial on January 2nd of 2024. That's what the prosecutors have asked for. They say it's in the public interest to have a speedy trial. It's quite frankly not up to the public. It's up to the defendant. That's the defendant's right, which he can waive. Uh, four months. These guys have been investigating for three years, bolstering these charges, uh, cooking the books. That's incredibly unfair. It's just you, me, a handful of other people in the country calling it out. Everybody else is going along with it. Um, thank God for uh, Mark Levin. You know, he's a lawyer, and he's got President Trump's ear, and he's saying that um, the Supreme Court may be Donald Trump's only hope, but it's a pretty big hope. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's realistic. They could jump in here and save the day, and they could call out this insanity and put an end to it. January 2nd, the bloody Iowa caucus is January 15th. Two weeks later, and January 6th happened 36 months ago. So the trial is two weeks. They get they right. Jen, you think this is not politically motivated? You can see it from space. It's really um, and Craig Robertson. This breaks my heart. I'm not saying whatever he did was right. <laughs> you know, if he was threatening online or otherwise, uh, I do believe that's against the law and it's very very serious. But the sentence is that those are allegations number one, and the sentence is not death. You'd be surprised. How many people online, maybe you wouldn't be surprised because there are so many idiot lunatics online who are saying, uh, yeah, he messed with the wrong, uh, he messed with the wrong government. Or, uh, what's the other one they love to say? They said it about Ashley Babbitt. She effed around and found out, you know, like you can't eff around. Yeah, you actually, you can, you can, you can. If you break the law, you have to be, you, you, you could be detained and charged, but you, there's not justice on the spot. You don't get shot for um, jumping through a window. You don't get shot for um, being in your own house. You know, the FBI did say he was armed. That's a big difference from saying he pointed a gun at anybody. He was armed. You say he was armed. Well, it's our constitutional right to be armed. That doesn't mean he was a deadly threat. We've got to stay on this thing. It's going to be too easy. The mainstream, they've totally blown it. They're too worried about that dock worker in Montgomery. They're trying. They're going to put him on a stamp. They're going to put that guy on a stamp. And that is a great big scam. Aren't you lucky that you know the whole story, or at least you know the other side of the story? And we're going to find that woman in the red dress who was beaten. They tried to throw her in the water and almost killed with that chair. Now a chair has become a civil rights symbol. The weapon that was used to almost kill people. That's how screwed up things are. Anyway, uh, but we're going to cheer up. That uh, that news guy is going to come around again, huh? I mean, everybody seems to like him. I'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. 
paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, Russia looks like it's really serious about World War III. Um, they are feeling provoked by NATO expansion and uh, U.S. troops in Eastern Europe. Um, we, uh, whew, this could get really, really ugly. I'm looking at the defense minister of Russia right now. Shoigu is his name. And uh, these people have been so embarrassed, they're looking for a way to uh, reassert themselves. Um, <laughs> this, uh, I don't know how this plays out. You, got, you guys know who Gordon Chang is? Nobody knows the world like Gordon Chang. He thinks World War III has has already started. Um, I don't like this at all. I've got to, I've got plans. I don't want. I got dinner plan. I don't want to see a war. Do you? Nobody does. Goodness gracious, Ukraine. I think thirteen billion dollars. They just signed off on another thirteen billion for Ukraine. Does that sound? Uh, does that sound reasonable? Have you seen the uh, the hell? On Earth, that is America these days. The those people strung out on fentanyl. Uh, the cities we are really badly hit, but uh, also Philadelphia, San Francisco, uh, acres and acres of 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 human zombies. Horrible, absolutely horrible. You know, the, all of this may be deliberate. Of course, Ron Johnson was on with Maria Bartiromo, who's a, an amazing patriot. And here he is saying something. I don't know anything about 2019 and some event 21 in 2019. But here he is saying that COVID-19 was basically a pre-planned event. Senator Ron Johnson, he's no slouch, Republican of Wisconsin, on with Maria this morning. Cut 27. I mean, it's it's just extraordinary to me that, uh, you know, the government was working with social media to amplify lies and suppress truth and has been doing so repeatedly. Why couldn't the American people know that, you know, there were other alternatives to treat COVID? Why, why can't the American people know that there were side effects with the vaccine? This is all pre-planned by an elite group of people. That's what I'm talking about. Event 201 that occurred in late 2019 prior to the rest of us knowing about this pandemic. Again, yeah. yeah this is very concerning in terms of what has happened, what is happening, uh, what continues to be planned for our loss of freedom. Um, mm-hmm. Again, it needs to be exposed. But unfortunately, there, there are very few people, even in Congress, that are willing to take a look at this. Uh, they, they all push the vaccine. Uh, they don't want to you know, be, be made aware of the fact that the vaccines might have caused injuries, might have caused death. But, you know, so, so many people just simply don't want to admit they were wrong and they're I'm just so glad that guy's on Capitol Hill. But uh, what was this event 2019 and the Illuminati? Have you heard about that? I don't know anything about the Illuminati, but I want to find out more. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, we just found out that the appointment of David Weiss as a special counsel, is against the law. It's against the law. I'm looking at the law right here. Code 600.3, qualifications of the special counsel. An individual named a special counsel shall be, uh, I'm going to skip the part, I'm going to skip all the other requirements, that he be a lawyer, that he be this, that he be that. The special counsel shall be selected from outside the United States government. It's, It's in black and white. How the hell did this guy become the special counsel? 
It's crazy. They're <laughs> they're doing it because they got the power, and no one's going to stop them. They don't. They, the, the Congress is um, not in Republican hands. Yes, the House is, but the Senate isn't. So they can just do this. They're going to steamroll it, and the media—they're just going to accept it. The guy just came in and announced it and walked the hell out of the room. <laughs> this is this is not a democracy. This is authoritarianism. This is all the stuff, all the nightmarish stuff they accuse Trump of. Joe DeGeneva is going to be joining me in a moment. Uh, can't wait to get his take on that. Former U.S. attorney. He knows how thoroughly corrupt these people are. Um, great stuff. I mean, I mean, uh, great stuff that to have him and it's great material, really. I mean, the, the they're no longer legitimate. <laughs> they're breaking their own their own rules and regulations. All in an effort now that you know, they have to take a little bit of a step back. Some of them from getting Trump. Now it's defending Biden. That's very important as well. And Biden is very, very vulnerable. Can I talk about the uh, Montgomery situation for a moment? You know, some folks are really thinking that this is, well, just one of the greatest things that ever happened. This is like Rosa Parks on the bus. I mean, this is, this is like that thing that happened at that bridge in Selma. I don't know that this was some sort of big triumph. I don't think so, but listen to Joy Reid, that horrible homophobe, anti-Semitic uh, racist on MSNBC in prime time. This is Joy Reid talking about, boy, she just, she really wishes she was there. She would have liked to have kicked some white people ass as well, I suppose. Cut 24. Long before black onlookers came rushing to the co-captain's defense from seemingly everywhere, like he'd thrown up a bat signal to the ancestors, maybe Harriet Tubman herself. One teenage member of the Wakanda Avengers even jumped off the Harriet 2 and swam to the dock to join in, earning him endless nicknames online, including Michael B. Phelps and Aquaman. I think she meant Aquaman. I don't know. The guy was swimming. But uh, what was that? With, uh, the, uh, the, uh, that was a Black Panther reference, right? Right? That was a Black Panther thing. Did you see Black Panther? I saw it. It was okay. Uh, I don't think Michael B. Jordan is uh, all that good, though. He was not good as a as a West Point grad. You don't hear about that guy as much anymore, right, Michael B. Jordan? Um, she just loved it. It was like Batman, a bat signal, help. And now this the chair that they use, that that one guy used to hit the woman over the head with it and the guy over the head. I am less sympathetic about the guy getting hit because I do believe he was one of the aggressors. Hey, not everybody's innocent here. But it was just a fight. I know it was five against one at one point. That's bad. But uh, I think I saw that yesterday on the F train. I mean, these things happen. I wish they didn't, but they do. Um, and uh, the, 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 the police department say that this was all about trying to uh, harm a man who was just doing his job. And then they say we will not overlook any violence whatsoever in our city except the violence where they were using a chair to kill people, okay, that will overlook that. Did you see the video of the uh, cop? I think this is in Leeds, London. No, I'm sorry, Leeds, United Kingdom. It's a city in England, right? Um, so <laughs> uh, they're responding to some sort of call at a house, and there's this 15-year-old girl who's autistic. And autistic children, you know, they're they're obviously a little bit different. They're special, right? And sometimes... Uh, Sometimes they just say things, and this woman, this young girl, looked at a police officer and said, you look like a lesbian. Now, uh, is it okay to say that not in all cases, but in some cases, uh, straight people have a certain way about them? 
gay men sometimes, not always, have a certain way about them. Gay women sometimes, not always, have a certain way about them. And this police officer in Leeds, London, England, wherever, definitely has a certain way about her. And there's nothing wrong with that. I know lots of guys who love that. But boy, oh boy, she got called a lesbian. That's not homophobic, by the way. That's just calling somebody, you know, that's, gosh, all these flags all over the place and you can't say the word lesbian. So they arrested the young girl. Go ahead with that, please. It's uh, ca- 26. You better comment in her own house. You've got to she hasn't said anything to you. No matter. She's getting arrested. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on. Is this English? I know that that is those are severe English accents. It almost sounds like some. It sounds like Flemish. Whatever Flemish sounds like. Keep going. This little girl, this autistic girl who said, you look like a lesbian, and apparently her aunt is a lesbian, and she looks just like her aunt. Uh, She's cowering under a staircase. She's, like, really scared. I mean, the best comparison is, to be be honest, and it's a really old comparison, but remember the movie Rain Man? And uh, who was it? Tom Cruise with autism or Dustin Hoffman with autism? And he's holding his head, and, you know, he's he's just freaking out. And the cops are saying that was a hate crime. The language was a hate crime, and they actually arrest this person. Keep going. Over for what? For job? Your woman thinks she said the word lesbian. Her nana is a lesbian. She's married to a woman. She's not homophobic. Look at you clenching your face. Go away from my teenage daughter. What is up with you? There is something wrong with you, mate. She didn't aim it at the police. All right. Wow. Man, I thought we were bad here in America as far as that wokeism stuff. All right, so the big news of the hour, uh, David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, who was investigating, ostensibly investigating Hunter Biden and worked at that plea agreement, has just been elevated or taken on another job where he's special counsel uh, investigating Hunter Biden. This whole thing stinks, but let's get some expert opinion. We're joined now by... Joe DeGeneva, you've seen him a million times on cable television. Also, the veteran prosecutor, he was U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., I believe the youngest one ever appointed uh, under Ronald Reagan. Uh, uh, Joe, uh, welcome. Thank you. What do you think of this? Uh, first of all, thanks for having me, Greg. Great to talk to you and your your audience. Uh, this is This is ridiculous. This is a guy who said he had all the power he needed to investigate didn't need to be asked to be a special counsel, conducts a sweetheart deal, which is rejected by a federal judge, gets monumentally embarrassed, then goes to the attorney general and says, I want to be a special counsel. This is childlike. This is an embarrassment to the Justice Department. Merrick Garland comes out there today and announces this, just like this is a, just, just another day at the Justice Department. <laughs> this guy has no more right to be a special counsel than a lot of grave sites in Washington, D.C., this is an embarrassment. This guy is a joke. He took a dive and gave Hunter Biden a plea deal that was so bad that it had to be rejected out of hand by the trial judge because it was, as presented, 
by the U.S. attorney, David Weiss, and the defense team a fraud on the court. That plea deal that they gave to that court was a fraud on the court, and she knew it, and she stopped it, and she gets an A-plus from me among all the federal judges who've been just laying down and doing nothing in the face of the DOJ juggernaut. So David Weiss is now a special counsel. Good Lord. They must have changed his diapers. <laughs> All right. Well, the word is that the deal is off. The plea deal is off. Right. Uh, can't be resurrected. So right. uh, wh- why is he doing this, though? What 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 is the benefit from elevating him now? I know there's like cover up or whatever, but, what, but what, why did they do it? Well, they did it because they had to for political reasons, not for legal reasons. He's not necessarily going to do anything else that he wasn't going to do. Uh, this does not imbue him with integrity. Integrity is what matters when you're a United States attorney. This guy doesn't have any. He's a joke. So by making him a special counsel, you've given him this patina, and that's supposed to make everybody feel better. You only feel better if you're stupid. This guy hasn't done anything to prove that he has any desire whatsoever to prosecute the Biden family or investigate them, at least. For example, he gave warnings to the defense attorneys that the IRS agents wanted to do search warrants. He wouldn't allow questions of witnesses about the Bidens. I mean, this is this is just impossible to believe. So Merrick Garland had to do this because after the Comer memo came out this week, with all the bank records showing that the Bidens had received in excess of $20 million from oligarchs overseas and corrupt governments and governments unfriendly to the United States, he had to do something to make it look like the Justice Department was different than the White House. So he makes David Weiss a special counsel. But, you know, it's just a joke. Doesn't it, doesn't it though, is there any kind of advantage to the Democrats, to the White House, where this guy can't be um, testifying on Capitol Hill when the investigation is ongoing as special counsel. Is he somehow unanswerable? Is he allowed to testify before a committee? He is no more subject to restrictions than he was when he was U.S. attorney. If he wants to testify, which he will not, he could do so. Even though he, he said he was going to go up after the, the August recess, he wasn't going to tell him anything. This is a joke. The House has to do its own job by issuing subpoenas to, for bank records, getting the overseas bank accounts, proving that they are offshore accounts. The Comer's people have done a marvelous job of getting the financial records. They have to continue to do that. Once they have an impeachment inquiry underway and they get vast additional powers of subpoena, additional subpoena power, then they can slap a subpoena on Weiss and have a court battle over whether or not he can be forced to testify. But that's, that's, that's a long way off. The House needs to move toward impeachment, and they have to do that with an impeachment inquiry. This guy, Weiss, this is going to be a joke. Now, we'll see. He says the plea deal's off. That He filed a paper saying they, that they were irreconcilable differences. It's back on, and that means there's going to be a trial in Los Angeles. Well, if there's going to be a trial in Los Angeles, can you imagine the president's son on trial for tax fraud in Los Angeles? I mean, it's it's just amazing. I can't even imagine this guy Weiss trying that case. Wow. Uh, all right. Can I get your thoughts on the uh, Jack Smith, the, the other special counsel, asking for a trial date on January 2nd for President Trump and this January 6th stuff? That's two weeks, less than two weeks before the Iowa caucuses. Um, this is I mean, to me, this is in your face corruption. They don't even care about it anymore. They're just they're just. But what do you what do you make of it? Happy New Year. 
That's Jack Smith's way of saying Happy New Year. Feliz Navidad. I mean, this is so corrupt, so embarrassing, so transparent. Listen, Jack Smith is a thug. Uh, He has made more serious legal errors and embarrassed the Department of Justice more than any other federal prosecutor along with uh, Weissman. And so what you have here is they're trying to do everything they can to embarrass Trump, to tie him up, to make sure that he has to spend his time in courtrooms and not out on the campaign trail. I'll tell you something. Whatever they do to Trump in a courtroom is going to be as powerful as him being on the campaign trail because he's going to be able to come out and say things. It's not optimum for him, but the court in this case is going to force this to trial. This Judge Chutkin, she's the conductor on a railroad train. She wants to railroad Trump to a verdict. She's pretending today by sounding like she was trying to be fair. There's nothing fair about the proceedings against Trump. If you go with the government's timeline when he has other he's got he's got a case in New York. He's got a case down in Florida, which was brought by the same prosecutor. And and they're going to try and rush this outrageous. So, damn. All right. Joe DeGeneva, then I guess it's all on the line here. You know, this was, believe it or not, I mean, this looked like fun and games a while ago. Okay, you know what I mean? They're never really going to get away with this. They're never going to pull this off. But now we have a trial date, a possible trial date. We have a very hostile jury pool, a hostile judge we already know about. I mean, it's like he's getting closer and closer to going to jail. I mean, if they convict, this is actually, this could really happen. I used to not think it could happen. Now it, like, could really happen. Right. Well, I don't I don't think there's any doubt that, that he's going to he's going to be convicted. There's no way that a jury in the District of Columbia is not going to convict Donald Trump. This is a compromised jury pool. She will not conduct a fair examination of the jury pool. Uh, she's not going to keep people off. She's going to she's going to find ways to put people on the jury pool who are fundamentally unfair. And the problem is the, the case should be moved out of D.C. because she simply cannot get a fair trial. But she will never do that. And there's no way to appeal that decision. It's in the discretion of the trial judge. If she rules against him, he has to go to trial in the District of Columbia. Once he goes to trial, unless you get the strongest possible juror who, you know, and I don't know where such a juror is in the District of Columbia, you're going to get a conviction. And then she's going to have one of the greatest sentencing hearings in the history of the world, and she's going to try and make a name for herself. She's going to lock him up? Boy, I'll tell you something. If she does... She's going to be in a, she is going to be in a position that I would never want to be in as a federal judge. Hey, I would could, never want to be in the position that she's going to be in if she were to con- sentence him to prison. I, I just wouldn't want to be in that position if I were she. Well, nobody would. I mean, wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's terrible. Now, I know they're trying to make a lot of the oh, they're hey, do me a favor. Do you have, can you just stick around for uh, two more minutes? I, I got to go to a commercial sure. break. Can I get you on yeah, the other sure. side? OK, great. Joe DeGeneva. Yeah, yeah, and we'll no be problem. right back. Thank you. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, back with Joe DeGeneva and all the corruption at the Department of Justice. Uh, it's just, it's, it's amazing right before our eyes. Joe, uh, thank you for uh, being you. You're so independent, so brave, so bold. Um, thank you. Uh, can I ask you this? Uh, right here, I'm looking at a regulation. It, it says under DOJ regulations that the special counsel must be a lawyer outside of the government. I mean, it says it in black and white. I'm looking at it right here, 600.3. Um, this seems like it's an illegal appointment, or at least against regulations. 
I, you know, the attorney general has the has the right to waive any of those regulations. And you're absolutely right. That was my thinking as well, that this guy is not even qualified to be a special counsel. But they have done whatever they want to do with no pushback from anybody. Um, I have to go back and look at the regulations to see whether or not they've been amended. But that was my recollection as well. Who the, who the heck knows? I mean, these guys think they can get away with anything because they have done it. They've gotten away with anything. And, you know, a big part of the what, what's missing here, um, the media. They can blow off the media, and the, me- the media is in the tank for them, and you know they can make these you know, grandiose, uh, controversial uh, pronouncements and walk out of the room without even being asked a question, let alone having to answer them. That's right. Look, look at that. This is this. This is like I can't remember the number of times now that Garland has held what's called a press conference, but is nothing more than a press statement and left the room without answering questions. Jack Smith has had two press briefings and not taken a single question, and that's because. They cannot allow themselves to be asked questions. You know, the reporters were shouting at Garland as he left the room today. This guy said he had all the power he needed. So why do you need to make him a special counsel? I mean, it's just the, the number of questions that you can ask Garland are so, so big. He'd need a three-hour news conference. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just these people are just they're, they're, and And Garland, of course, looks so bad doing it. He looks weak. He sounds weak. He doesn't have any confidence. He, he always looks like he's being pushed into doing whatever it is that he does. It never seems like it's, you know, that it's born out of, you know, reason and a conscious decision to do the right thing. It always looks like they had no choice. He looks like a hostage half the time when he's up at the lectern. Yeah, like he's afraid of getting yelled at by the, the, the woke uh, lawyers, uh, you know, in the DEI office or something like that. He's like, yeah, he's not really running that department. It's running him. Nah, and that can happen, God. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Lisa Monaco is running the department. That thug from uh, the Southern District of New York, who's the deputy attorney general. Everybody should remember that name, Lisa Monaco. She is the attorney general of the United States. Merrick Garland is sleepwalking through this job. Uh, Tell us what we need to know about her. Uh, She's an old line New York assistant U.S. attorney. She's been deputies in uh, the Southern District. She's a classic Democrat. She's a thug. She's... um, she just does anything she wants, and uh, she's been richly rewarded. She's um, she's a long time well known among assistant U.S. attorneys up in up in New York, and she's known as being very partisan, very Democratic, very anti-Republican and anti-conservative. And uh, she's she's the person running the department. The deputy attorney general in any Justice Department is always the person that runs the day-to-day operations, and the AG is usually. A figurehead. That wasn't the yeah. case with Bobby Kennedy and, and a few others. But in, in, in Merrick Garland's case, she is the AG. One other quick thing. The FBI shot somebody in Utah. He was allegedly making threats against uh, the president. That is illegal. Uh, however, I am struck by that the FBI has put out no information about this. You know, my dad was a police commissioner. If the police shot somebody, they'd have a press conference and they'd tell everybody what they know. I, I, is this this is not no way to run a FBI. This is Christopher Ray's FBI. Wow. We're going to make it somehow. Uh, Joe DeGeneva, we thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Thank you, you, Greg. Bye-bye. You bet. Take care now. Uh, What a patriot. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hi. 
So glad I don't live in the Beltway. Just sitting around here, sitting around uh, Midtown Manhattan. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound right. A U.S. attorney is a guy who actually has a job with the federal government. He um, he gets his paycheck from the Department of the Treasury. All right, he's a, he's, a, he's we're taxpayers pay him. It might be technically a presidential appointment um, initially, but he is a boss, and that's the Attorney General of the United States. And they just made David Weiss the U.S. Attorney for Delaware, and there are a bunch of U.S. Attorneys in America. How many are there? Like fifty or sixty, seventy, something like that. I mean, we got a bunch. I mean, New York City has two, but. Uh, we're really big and you know, Alaska has one, I'm sure. So anyway, whatever. Uh, I just intuitively felt wrong that they would give it to David Weiss. I'm like, no, this doesn't, uh, this doesn't sound right. Isn't it supposed to be some guy, some lawyer in private practice? And you know, they call him up some, some guy who's been around for a long time and, uh, they trust him. Everybody likes him. You know, somebody like, um, like George Pataki, right? I mean, you know, yeah, sure, he was a Republican, but, uh, you know, he's not that partisan. People kind of like him on both sides of the aisle, right? He wasn't that. Who's another guy who was like, uh, how about Tom Kane? New Jersey and you. Perfect together. Remember him? Who's another guy who would be good? Um, you know, just some guy who's been around a long time and doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter if he brings a case or not. He'll, he'll just follow the evidence. Jerry Brown of California. Governor Moonbeam. Remember him? Maybe that guy. But you don't take uh, some bureaucrat who's owned by the um, – and I looked it up. It's a rule. There's an actual rule against it. There's an actual law. And I put it up on Twitter, and everybody's going bananas. Everybody is citing it. Everybody's pointing to what I just put online. Thank you very much. I found the regulation. You know, Google is – it's magic. It's magic what you can find there and how quickly you can find it and that they would have the rules uh, the outlining Department of – Justice guidelines on who can be a special counsel and who can't be a special counsel. And it has to be a guy from outside the government. Says it right there. Actually, the actual wording is, uh, let's see here. The special counsel shall be selected from outside the United States government. Period. Wow. All right. I just busted that thing wide open and everybody's retweeting it and sending it to, uh, the Department of Justice, but they don't care. And we just heard from Joe DeGeneva. Maybe they waive that, but you know what? How can you waive the very first thing they say about what a special counsel is supposed to be? Isn't that there's something fundamentally wrong with that? Um, what else? We already went through that lesbian situation in England. Um, very, um, very unfortunate. How could they pick on that young autistic girl who was just, you know, saying what she saw? And the girl definitely looks like a lesbian. Should I? Do I have to go through it again? I feel like every time I say that, I got to go through it. Not all lesbians look like lesbians, but some lesbians look like lesbians. You can just tell. Has anyone ever heard of gaydar, right, the radar, but you can detect gay people, right? Gay people have it. Straight people have it. I'm told that uh, people, gay and straight, can tell I'm straight right away. I mean, it's a thing. Let's not pretend that it's not there. It's there. It's okay. Uh, differences, diversity, right, right, right. You know, now I'm not, I'm not supposed to say this after gay pride month. I can't say that. Come on. Of course you can. Everybody lighten up. Every, oh, everybody gets all nervous and edgy about that. Anyway, it's no big deal. But what is a big deal is they arrested somebody for pointing at somebody who was obviously a lesbian saying she's a lesbian and not saying it in any pejorative kind of way. 
because it's not pejorative. Just saying it as an, in an observational way, out loud. You know, autistic people will sometimes do that. And they put her in jail. And you know what? They were, they were manhandling her. And it's, oh, absolutely awful. It really does scream of Big Brother, Fahrenheit 911, scary stuff. Weird. Weird. Hey, here's this. Air Force Two. When Joe Biden was was um, vice president, everybody remembers the picture when he got off of the jet in China with Hunter. And he wanted Hunter right by his side because that was a message to the Chinese, to new customers, that he's my man. Right? He, he's, he's, he's in my inner circle. He's trusted. Go see him if you want to get to me. To customers, to who knows, you know, there's a lot of money flowing around China. And that was very deliberate. Um, and they tried to portray it as that's the only time Hunter went on a trip with Joe. And no, the Associated Press just did a deep dive on about 17 trips that Joe Biden went on to Ukraine, to Kazakhstan, uh, to Romania, to Russia. Guess who was there? Hunter. Hunter was there. He got off the back of the plane and he was very, very discreet. He was kind of lurking in the background. And you know how there are a lot of people walking around like, you know, there's, you get off the plane and there's a delegation and then they start shaking hands and there's like a bunch of movement and then the cars and everybody gets into the cars. Guess who's in the car waiting? Hunter. Hunter. So I think Joe Biden is a dead man walking, figuratively speaking, right? I don't, I just don't think he's going to uh, survive. The Democrats know this. He's exhausted. He's corrupt. He's finished. Cannot survive this. Yes, they'll protect him. They'll say it's for health reasons. They'll do something. They have a big problem on their hands. It wouldn't be a problem if I were president, but it's a big problem for them with Kamala Harris because they want to be nice to her because of identity politics. Sandra, welcome back. How are you? I'm agitated from what's going on. Greg, first I want to say two happy things. I loved your show last night. I love your daughter, Annalise, in her little ballet outfit. It warmed my heart. And I love the Tiffany Designer Revival.com. Her store is right where I go for lunch every Saturday, so I'm going to visit that store. Oh, good. But what breaks, but what breaks my heart is, you know that expression, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never harm me? It didn't happen to that girl in the U.K., and it didn't happen with Cliff Robinson. Look, he said a lot of bad things, but we could have handled it differently. Let's say... He is planning to do this terrible thing, which I don't think he could even do. He can't even walk. He has to walk with a walker. So they could wait at his car if he was going to do such a thing. Or they were studying him for two months or more. He could. They, he goes to church every week. They could have met him there and, take, and took him to the police station and had a very seriously long talk with him, saying, look, this all has to stop or else. I mean, other things could have been done. But to blow that horn... So loud, it would it would have scared me. I wouldn't want to come out of my house. I'd be so afraid. Yeah. And the dog next door. You know, this whole thing was done wrong, and it could have been done. It could have been held. He could have been handled. And he's a nice man. He. I read that he makes beautiful things out of wood. Hey, you know what? You know what? The the police were more considerate of Rex Hoyerman. Rex Hoyerman, the alleged Gilgo guy. When did they arrest him on the street? On the street, they knew he had a closet full of guns, probably. They knew about that, those guns. He had 3,000 guns at home. All right, so they got him on the street. They knew this guy had a lot of guns. Get him on the street. 
Get them. <laughs> man, oh, man, the FBI. You know what it stands for? Forever blowing it. Forever blowing it. Or Friends of Biden Incorporated. Or forever bothering innocent people. You, oh, gosh, it was disgusting. Disgusting. Now, and, and what's worse, not worse, but add, adding insult to injury, they're not saying a damn thing about it. They're not saying a damn thing about it. They're saying it's a federal matter under investigation. That does not cut it. And they're counting on people forgetting and moving on. Sandra, thank you. And I'm glad you're going to that uh, that store. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, Design Forever? Uh, DesignerRevival.com. DesignerRevival.com. DesignerRevival. Check it out. Upper East Side, 81st Street, I think. They've been ripped off like crazy lately. Uh, because shop, shoplifting has been legalized. Sandra, thank you. Barbara, hello and welcome back. Hi. Hi, hi. Yes. Um, boy, there's a lot of chaos going on with the, what's supposed to be justice in our, in our country. And I'm particularly upset about the news that came out with the FBI investigating the churches and looking for terrorists among the traditional Catholics who go to the Latin Mass. And so now we find that, that Ray was lying when he said to Congress that this was a lone office in Virginia that produced this statement and that he was, he was aghast at it and that he uh, took it down right away. Now we find that's a lie. How much of a lie are we going to find out? These people going to church every Sunday. I love to go to the Latin Mass. The people who go to church every Sunday to worship as they are allowed to by our First Amendment are being spied on. The FBI was trying to get pastors to spy on the people in their congregation. And if it can happen in one church, it can happen in any church. You know, it's amazing, uh, this memo that, that uh, came forward. He was so emphatic. You're right. He said, it's Virginia, one office, Richmond. I was appalled when I found out. And No, it's systemic. It's systemic. Multiple offices, Los Angeles, Portland, were investigating uh, this Latin mass and trying to find uh, what they considered fanatical Catholics, fanatical people. Um, and for him to deny it, this guy must be held in contempt. I think he should be impeached. He also lied directly to uh, uh, Senator Grassley's face, pretending that he had to leave on business when he just had to get on his private jet, government jet, we own that jet, to go on vacation. That's contempt of Congress. Um, no, that was a, uh, a shocking and um, it's not getting all that much play, is it? No, it, it's not. And I think that's because there's so much else going on. But John Adams said in a letter to Dr. Benjamin Rush, both founders, he said, nothing is more dreaded than the national government meddling with religion. And all of our founders felt that way because we were founded to be a nation where every religion was free and people were free to believe and free to exercise their faith. So we need people to understand this. We need your voice and other voices, just as you're raising the alarm about this new appointment of the special counsel. We need these voices out there to stay really strong. And each of us listening have to spread the information that we learn from you and from others. Well, nobody's better at that than you. Nothing is more dreaded than government uh, messing with religion. Uh, who said this? John Adams, you say? Yes, John Adams. 
Wow. Yes. How were we so lucky yes. that all these uh, wise men were, you know, alive at roughly the same time? You know, isn't that amazing? That's divine, right? That's God's hand. I believe it was providence. Yes, I believe it was divine providence. And they thought so, too. As the war progressed and they found more and more the hand of God helping our nation in times of deep distress and deep problems, they became convinced that this was a mission from God and that they were blessed and brought together for that reason. Very beautiful. Although, folks, you know, uh, God helps and assists and guides with big things like the birth of the nation and little things like, uh, you know, whatever may or may not be going on with you and your wife or you and your boss or you and your coworkers or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. No matter was too small for his attention. And he knows everything, so uh, he might as well get the conversation going, and you can do that through the Bible. It's uh, All kinds of miracles start happening. It's uh, really great. Barbara, you're a miracle. Thank you very much. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, believe it or not, they're speaking English. It's a woman arguing with the police because they want to arrest her sister, I think, for saying that one of the cops was a lesbian. And one of the cops clearly was a lesbian. Now, her sister was autistic, and, you know, sometimes they can be rather childlike and just see something and say something. And apparently that's a hate crime, or the cop... Ooh. Her nana is a lesbian. She's married to a woman. She's not on the phone. Look what you're clenching your face. Go away from my teenage daughter. What is up with you? There is something wrong with you, mate. She didn't aim it at the police officer. Homophobic remarks. Is this Australia? It sounds almost like Australia. Well, there are 17 cops there, and not one of them give this autistic... You see, she's screaming. Not one of them give this autistic girl a break. Oh, my God. So they arrest her. They put her in handcuffs. You know, I would have. I think I would have. Um, you know, those cops over there don't have guns, do they? I don't think they do. No, they, typically not. Right. I think I'd go upstairs to get. Uh, I don't know. I would. I would not allow this to happen. You would respond in some way. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I would respond in whatever legal way I could. But you can't. You're allowed to say stuff, I guess, in the U.K. Well, it's a totally different system over there. Avoid England, don't you think? Well, I mean, this is not too encouraging, I would have to say. I mean, I, I didn't realize it was hate speech to say somebody looks a certain way. I, everything is – everybody's so sensitive, really, right? I mean, you could get in trouble very, very easily in corporate America, and now the law is involved, and then they just shot this guy up. Um, ugh. Terrible, terrible. So what's going on otherwise? Well, uh, this is actually kind of an interesting story out of Kenosha, Wisconsin. I don't know if you've heard about this, but it connects to the story you've been talking about a lot all week. How there's that brawl, that dock brawl down in Alabama yeah. that's you know uh, become pretty controversial. This is a case where inside of an Applebee's, police basically detained the wrong guy in a case of mistaken identity. There was a hit-and-run case, and the actual suspect 
fled into this Applebee's and was hiding in the bathroom at the time. So cops responded. They saw this guy in the lobby. They thought that was the person who maybe fit the description, that kind of thing. That guy was detained and, you know, kind of violently, I guess, roughed up by the cops because he's accused of resisting arrest. Now, of course, it wasn't actually him involved in the hit and run case. All right, hold on a second. Was he black? Yes. All right. I don't know why you didn't point that out because, let's face it, that takes it to a new level. That takes it to a new level. That takes it to that makes it a whole big federal case. I, I just I'm like, why the hell am I listening to this? I mean, you know what I mean? Things happen all the time. Oh, oh, and let me guess, let me guess. I'm going to put my thinking cap on okay. here. Mm-hmm. All right, I think mm-hmm. I think I figured out the other element. The cops were white. Um, it's hard to tell actually from the photos of the incident. It looks like uh, I mean I can't believe I'm saying this, but I mean there there may be some uh, people of color there involved in the policing. I, I don't know. Be careful if you say anything remotely racist, and I feel like you're coming very very close. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, I mean the moment. It's funny. Everybody hears about race all day long, and then the moment you start talking about race, you start to feel like, uh-oh. Well, there is, there's another, there's another sort of like odd element of the case in, in the sense that the gentleman that was detained was also holding his baby at the time. And he was knocked to the ground, and I think I read where the baby might have been, you know, it might have hit up against the wall or something like Meanwhile, that. Meanwhile, so some guy's giggling in the bathroom. <laughs> they got the wrong guy. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so, uh, so they, we'll see I, what happens with oh, that. We'll but. see what happens. The so last time, I mean, uh, there was rioting. Remember, Kenosha is given to rioting. That's Remember right. that? Yes, that's where that's that guy where the, was. Right, exactly. And then, uh, that, then Kyle Rittenhouse shows up and all kinds of horrible things. Mm-hmm. Yikes, everybody should just take a chill pill. Well, don't do that. Don't, no pills. No, definitely not. I think everybody should relax a little bit. Maybe, 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 maybe get a little closer to God. He can help us all. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So it's uh, Friday. What date is it anyway? The 11th? August 11th. How many days are there in this month? I think there's 31 in August. 31. Good, good. 20 days to get my... uh, Nutrition situation under control. My diet situation. It's I really. No. I thought you were doing well. With uh, it. You know. You know. You, you do know we have about uh, sixteen vats of candy down the hall. It's challenging. It uh, it did me in again today. Look, um, just real quick. Uh, is there another news story I need to know, and then I need to know what you're doing this weekend, please, James okay. Flippin. Well, we're supposed to hear sometime today from the Gilgo alleged Gilgo Beach murderer's family. Uh, they're going to provide an update on kind of like how their life wait, has been affected. Wait, Rex's family? Yeah. I already know what they're I, – I see them on the front lawn all the time. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, what, they're going to have a press conference? They're going to have been- a press conference apparently. And and I saw where there's a report um, that I guess his wife has cancer and they're worried that she's going to lose her insurance coverage because it's Rex's policy and that might get pulled as a result of everything that's going on right now. So – I don't know. We're supposed to hear from them today. Well, listen, he's still innocent until proven guilty. That is true. So I want that policy to stay in effect. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I've said, look, they're obviously victims here. But, I mean, I have seen plenty of her Yeah, running around on that front lawn. I mean, it looks terrible. I hope uh, – uh, I wish them peace. I wish them – I pray for them, really. They are in a bad, bad spot. And I don't think they knew anything. And, uh, you know, I mean, they do deserve – a ticket, at least. Mm-hmm. They got to get that place painted. 
Yeah, you would think. I mean, that that's just uh, all right. So that's bad. That's sad. And uh, anything else? Uh, in terms of news, I think I told you earlier this week that the state is trying to decide whether or not they can give out more cannabis licenses because oh. their policy may be unconstitutional. That's so stupid. All of it. Everyone's smoking that stuff. And the government wants us high. They want us high. They want us looking at these stupid phones and tablets. Oh, and, and the number of people who admit that they've tried marijuana is on the rise as the laws change and all that kind of thing. Gallup has a new poll out. Oh, Gallup. You just you, you, Your nose knows. Right. You know, everyone, New York, yeah. everyone is smoking it. Everyone. Not me. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah. I mean, every, you know, every now and then. <laughs> really? <laughs> Why? To What's take the... the edge off? What the hell are you doing? I, yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy, you know, at the end of the at the end of the day, you know, at the I mean? end of the day. So you're a daily smoker. No, no, I wouldn't say daily, but, you know, a couple of times a week. Yeah, maybe. Oh, man. I would bust you so fast. What do you mean? It's a, it's not against the law. I know. I would if I if it were still in a. If you could, you'd make a citizen. So arrest. what do you do? You just sit there getting stoned. Yeah, I put on the Jimi Hendrix record, and you know, I put on my tie dye shirt. You know, I just kind of sit back. No, you, uh, you don't have to do. You don't have to get high to do any to listen to Jimi Hendrix. I'm sorry to hear that. So listen, are you saying that I don't? Do I fit that stereotype? How long have you? No, there is no stereotype. Oh, Everybody's okay. doing it now. Everybody, all walks of life, people are smoking that stuff. Mm-hmm. I do have to ask you seriously, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long have you been doing it? Oh, I mean, since college, at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> what are your goals and dreams? Um, in in life, yeah, in, in, in my in career, whatever. Career, career. Let's say career. I'd love to be sitting where you're sitting. Um, how long have you been in radio? Uh, I went to broadcast school in 2010, and then I got into radio as a working person in 2011, I guess it was. Hmm. Well. I started out as a board op. I was a producer. I was a call screener. I got into news. You know, I've, I've had to, you know, go my, go my own road here. All right. But look, I got into radio in 2021, but I don't smoke pot. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> And I, you're saying that's the reason for your success. I no, I mean, look, I'll tell you what. If I were, and I've smoked pot, yeah, and I, you hated it. Things started happening for me when I stopped drinking. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, because you have more energy and this uh, anxiety. You probably the anxiety goes away, right? The anxiety goes away when you smoke weed. Uh, yeah, I would say so. You feel I mean, relaxed. It, you feel good. Not just that. You know, I like obviously exercising, you know, going for a walk, that type of stuff is, Look, is it, also good for that. It provides an artificial high that you can get other ways, but it's harder to get that. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, I you hear gotta, what you're I mean, look, I mean, um, look, how old are you anyway? I'm 38. All right. You're dressed like Bart Simpson. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, you just take a t- I just, I mean. I'm I, wearing a t-shirt and I, jeans. Uh, yes. This is also known as The Office. Yeah. <laughs> just. I, but I mean, you know. We, we hey, by know. the way, I do this with love. I have. I appreciate that. I want you to, you know, I want you to be Howard Stern. But uh smoking pot. Early career Howard Stern or current Howard going Stern? Going for a big vacation like you did. So you're judging the vacation. The yeah, you could say that. Not you judging the vacation. <laughs> the concept. You gotta work your ass off. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you can't get high. You gotta stop that. I mean, unless you're one of those guys, and they exist. I think it's another 
disaster in the making, but, you know, Judd Apatow or whatever says he has to be high mm. to be creative. Mm. You're not like that, right? I think it boosts my creativity, but no, I don't think it's a requirement. But you do it at night at home, so it doesn't really boost your creativity. Well, no, but I mean, I also do like podcasting on the weekends. And, when you know, you're I, high? I've, that's happened before. All right, look. All right. I want you to listen to a guy that I know well. I used to know him really well. Um, what the hell's his name again? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Niall Rogers. Okay. Um, he plays guitar for Chic. Okay. He played the guitar on the Get Lucky song. Mm-hmm. Oh, He's yeah. He's a genius. Mm-hmm. So he was uh, smoking a lot of weed back in the day, and he thought he was, um, you know, he's having the time of his life. And then a good friend of his said, I want you to listen to something. And he played back his performance from the night before. And he's like, damn, that's me? He's like, really? I thought I was doing so great. And he realized he wasn't at his best when he was high. Mm. And he stopped mm. right there. And then his career, I mean, remember... <laughs> That that guy, you know, you never thought about him. Then he's back. He's playing guitar on the, that that song and this song, and he's a superstar all over again. He's like seventy five years old. I just, all right, maybe this should have happened offline. But <laughs> hey, look, radio's an intimate medium. I don't have any problem, you know, like discussing it. Patrick, what do you think? My friend here smokes weed several times a week, and uh, he's he's bursting with ambition. But I think it's uh, I think it's holding him back. Hi, Patrick. Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, should bring constitutional charges of impeachment. Thanks, Patrick. You can just blow off my question. Uh, We, uh, yeah, I know uh, McCarthy's been making that noise for a long time, Uh, but he's weak. He's weak, Kevin McCarthy. I know you've figured that out. Patrick Stubbe is uh, entering articles of impeachment today, today, today. B in Connecticut. Hello. Do you think my friend here should stop smoking the weed? Absolutely. It does uh, not make you any smarter. Or better. Greg, how many how many emails did you have? Why? Because I sent you something on, I think it was the Newsmax email. It was the copy uh, of a video that I made. Uh, on, it's called, it was called, right. uh, it's I, called Evening Thoughts. I don't have, oh, a, I don't have a Newsmax email. Okay, it doesn't matter. It's on YouTube. And, you know, I, I hear, I hear Barbara and Sandra all the times and, you know, talk about Gardner. I know you do too. So I made a second video on Trump. It's on YouTube. It's called Time, Time Thoughts. And I just want you to listen to it. It's a two minute video. And then just keep looking at the sky. You can't see me because I don't, you know, I'm, I got, you know, one of those faces, you know, for radio. So I don't like to show my face. But. Hey, you know, you shouldn't you say that the- when you call into a radio station. <laughs> You got a lot of guys here who look like orangutans, and they're very self-conscious right now. I thought you looked like Cindy Crawford. I just figured. All right, all right, B. What's it called again? I don't know if I'm going to get around to it, but what's it called? The, the, the one that I, I want you to listen to the first one is called Evening Thoughts. Evening, Evening Thoughts. Evening. That's three minutes. Uh, it's on YouTube. And the just can, can you just give me the uh, gist of it? It's about it's about how they're just, you know what they're doing to Trump. Oh no! No, uh, you know no. No, they're not going to do that to him. All right. You know, everybody goes, they do this. They are do you that, trying to get it? Are that. you trying to get it to go viral? No, I, no. You talk about you talk about the big man upstairs all the time. Yeah. He's in the he's in the second video. Keep watching the sky. Okay. Keep watching the sky. I, I'm I'm enthralled. And as I talk, the clouds come rolling in. You just watch it. You just see it. All right. I will it's listen to it. What's it called again? One more time. <laughs> 
say it again. What? <laughs> you say it again. What's it called again? One more time. The first one is called oh. Evening Thought. And the second one that has yeah. the most pie in it is called Prime Time. It's a two-minute video. Got it. Thank you, B. Thank you so much. Um, I think she's talking to you, though. Yeah, I, you got to watch that. I think you're you right. got to watch do. that. Uh, all right. So have we made progress here? You and your, I, I my, my so. junkie friend. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've I made bet progress. You, have you dabbled in anything else? Ah, uh, you sure have. No, Damn it. I, alcohol. No, your eyes went that way and I, you, you dabbled in stuff. I, no, I really haven't. I mean, you, you'd be surprised, I think, based off your tone right now. You'd be surprised. Yeah. I'd be surprised. The other I, way. What do you got there? A snack? We're trying to watch that. Um, uh, all right. Well, anyway, listen, I did my best. The rest is up to you. I understand. And I, I appreciate, I know you're looking out. I know it comes from a positive place. Um, yes, yes, it does. Yes, it does. I mean, look, do you want to look like Kamala Harris? All right. That's what she's been. You know, she's, she's 10 years older than you. Mm-hmm. She's been doing what you've been doing. She's got a nice pantsuit on there. I mean, she, she looks great. She looks great, but she, she doesn't makes, look like, uh, Bart she, Simpson. she makes no sense. She makes no sense, and uh, I do think it's pills and drugs and all that stuff, and uh, what you're looking for is not available where you're looking for it. So, anyway, love you, pal. Thanks, Greg. And uh, we'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, more and more, it looks like the Supreme Court just might be Donald Trump's only hope only hope to stay out of jail. This is insane what's happening, and I don't think he can count on the Supreme Court necessarily. I mean, let's face it, John Roberts is uh, a fair-weather friend. Same goes for Kavanaugh. He's a scaredy cat. I kind of understand why he's a scaredy cat when that that whole thing he went through, so traumatizing back when he was being confirmed, and then and then later once he was on the court, that now, Chuck Schumer encouraged people to go to his house and kill him, and somebody actually uh, tried to do that. And then hundreds of people showed up and chanted and marauded in front of his house, and nobody did anything like law enforcement, like they're supposed to, because that's breaking the law. You know, I'm basically a civil libertarian, you know, I don't, I, but there are law, that's a federal statute. Yes, you can peaceably assemble and petition your government, this, that, and the other thing. However, there are some exceptions, and one of those exceptions, federal judges. You can't go to their house. Why? You can't do it for local judges, I believe, as well, um, because that would be seen as like badgering a juror or badgering a judge, trying to get something you want from that judge, from that justice through intimidation, fear, coercion. And we can't have that, right? Can't have that. But why did the Biden administration not call the federal marshals to say, get these people the hell out of there. They're breaking the law. Arrest everybody. They didn't do that because they wanted Justice Kavanaugh to be intimidated. And time and time again from the decisions from that guy, it looks like it worked. The strategy worked. So how is he going to vote? How would he vote? Would he vote to save Trump? You know, not one of these guys did anything other than Thomas, I think, on the election signal that they were ready to do anything on the election. There were major constitutional issues that cried for relief or uh, uh, inspection or review or whatever they call it when it gets to the Supreme Court. In Pennsylvania, I think it was Kelly versus the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Congressman Mike Kelly. That election was illegal in 2020. That was an illegal election. There are two ways, according to the Commonwealth of Constitu- uh, Pennsylvania 
their constitution. They have a state constitution. We have a state constitution. There are two ways to vote, in person or absentee with excuse. You have to have an excuse. It's got to be in writing. You're in the military, and I'm based in Guam. I'm in business on London. I work in the Peace Corps. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm i a Club Med uh, employee in Morocco. I don't know. you got to actually document all that stuff, and then they'll send you a ballot. But instead, using COVID as an excuse, they just basically threw ballots at everybody in the entire state, whether you ask for one or not. Yeah, sure, go ahead, vote. I heard that um, in one case they officially sent out 36,000 ballots. They mailed out 36,000 ballots. And somehow all 36,000 ballots were returned by 5 p.m. that night. They went out at 9 a.m. in the morning, and they came back at 5 p.m. at night. Now, that's impossible. But those votes were counted, everybody. Those votes. And Pennsylvania went to Joe Biden. Donald Trump and I... I stand by this. You know, I said it very early on. John, Donald Trump should not concede that election. He should not concede it. Yes, he knows that Joe Biden is officially the president and he signed the paperwork and uh, Donald Trump is not the president. Um, But he should not concede that election because I don't believe he lost it. I don't believe he lost it. Again, I can't prove that. I can point out, like I just did, the ins and outs of Pennsylvania. Others can point out the ins and outs of uh, Michigan and Wisconsin. Huge problems. They were never seriously reviewed. Well, 63 courts uh, dismissed. No, they never even got to the merits. You know, if I, let's say I was really bent out of shape, like Rudy was bent out of shape, and Rudy filed a lawsuit in federal court. Let's pretend that Rudy, I, I hung out with Rudy and I became a lawyer thanks to his tutelage. I can just do it easier this way. So I'm a lawyer, and I go to Pennsylvania, and I sue in federal court, and I say, yeah, this election was illegal. Well, the judge is going to say, well, who the hell are you to file this lawsuit? Well, I'm Greg Kelly. I'm a lawyer. Yeah, but and where do you live? Um, New York. Okay. How does this affect you? This is Pennsylvania. Uh, 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 get out of here. That's what they did to Rudy. The, this, these are the kinds of games. You have no standing you're not you're not an aggrieved party. You're not a party to this thing. This this is the game they played. So the the case is thrown out, but they never actually evaluated my argument about the Commonwealth of uh, Pennsylvania's constitution and what it said. You could have changed the rules. You could have changed the law, but you got to change the law and it's complicated and time consuming to do that and they didn't do any of that stuff. But hey, you know, COVID, you can just do whatever the hell you want cuz it's a pandemic, right? Wrong. All right. <sighs> Excuse me. Gail in Staten Island, yes. Good afternoon, Greg. How are you? Hope you're well. Listen, what we just uh, earlier in the day witnessed was uh, the Democrats' answer to uh, the Stalin weekend pump and dump scheme. And this administration just seems to make its own rules go along, you know, listening to Joe DeGeneva. They could make up rules like when you play uh, Uno with your kids and they cheat. (laughs) It's awful. And how about this for a democracy? I want to. This is Merrick Garland when he introduced Jack Smith. This is like a big deal. A special prosecutor going after uh, Trump. No questions. Cut twenty-eight, please. Cut twenty-eight. I also believe that appointing a special counsel at this time is the right thing to do. The extraordinary circumstances presented here demand it. 
Mr. Smith is the right choice to complete these matters in an even-handed and urgent manner. Thank you all. He just walks out of the room. Mr. Attorney General, would you pledge to... Not exactly the most aggressive press corps you ever heard, right? But would you put... All right, Gail. Thank you very much. Uh, Carmine, hello. Hi, Greg. I, I learned a new word today. It really blessed me, Greg, and I want to share it with your audience. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Kintsuji? Kintsuji. It's the Japanese tradition of mending broken vessels by putting the pieces back together again with gold. Not attempting to hide the fractures, but to pay close attention to them. Isn't that like the Holy Spirit, Greg, when we fall apart? Doesn't Jesus, it's a reminder to stay optimistic when things fall apart. That's, that's what I learned today, Greg. It blew me away. I just wanted to share that with you. Uh, were you at a sushi restaurant or something? Uh, how did you figure this out? Well, a married couple I know are celebrating their 21st anniversary, and it was posted on social media that uh, they had their ups and downs, and it's about forgiveness, and it's about reconciliation between two people. Even when there is a problem, you put it back together with gold, and the second version is better than the original. We must pass objects like that everywhere we go, Greg. You've seen... You know, you usually use glue to repair something, but gold is better, I guess. Yeah, gold, God, I love it. Kintsuji, Kintsuji. Uh, Thank you, Carmine. Very beautiful. Uh, All right, and one more. We've got uh, Mike, uh, the one in Wayne, New Jersey. Greg, how are you? Um, listen, my son's a functioning autistic young adult. He's 21. And they're very literal. It's not they're, like that they're childish. They're very literal. Like, they'll tell you what's on their mind no matter what. They're very truthful as well. Uh, sometimes too truthful. And it's been a challenge for him his whole life being truthful, even in school. They'll tell the teacher, no, you're wrong. That's not the way it's said. And <laughs> that's the way they are. So that girl over there, where was it? In, in England, I guess? Yeah. She's she's only being that's that's part of the thing. They're very literal. They take things very literal. They're very honest, and to do that is horrible. And don't think we're too far away from it here in America. Well, I hope she sues and gets a million dollars or a million pounds or whatever money they got over there. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.